one. All right, welcome to episode seven of You Know and I Know, alongside the one and only Bob Two K out of the Baltimore, Maryland area, and our esteemed producer Baker Morrison out of the Houston area. I'm Chuck, and I'm located here in Austin, Texas. Uh, we're going to jump right in, Bob. You know, I know we have uh, a lot to talk about you know, regarding the, uh, the NFL schedule coming up and particularly that first Monday night game. But we're going to start with the Yankees visiting the Rangers next week because uh, given the fact that, that Baker and I both are big Yankee fans, as you know, uh, we'll be making the trip up to Globe Life Park, I believe is what they call it, in Arlington. In the middle, it's in the middle of something called Texas Live. It's a retractable roof with the weirdest seating configuration and different dugout lounges and things and all this stuff. Well, you know what? We're just gonna, we're in section 109, row one, about two sections behind the Yankee bench. We're going to the Wednesday night game. That's at 705. And then we're gonna follow it up the next day on Thursday and hit the 105 getaway game. You know, we'll see how gimmicky this park is. What do you know about it? The 105er, right? That's what you're gonna do? The 105er? We're doing the night before too. We're going to the 705er. And then on Wednesday night, that's central time. Okay. And the 105 are yep. on, uh, on Thursday. So here's what I know about the park. So first of all, it's where all the other, you know, everything's bigger and better and greater and more uh, obnoxious than anything else down there. But from the outside, it looks like a train wreck. From the inside, it has artificial turf, and you just lost me with that. So I don't care how <laughs> cool it is in July. You're not going to be playing baseball games in 100 degrees, and I get that aspect. But in today's technology, can you not throw grass on the frickin' field? Come on. Uh, Come on, talk well, to me. Baker, I mean, Bob, I've got you on the subject of artificial turf. Uh, is it field turf at m Bank Stadium in Baltimore? No, they, here's how that worked, Chuck. Initially, uh, back in 98, when they launched that stadium, it was grass. But because the field is eight stories below uh, – sea level they, they could never grow it properly in the east end zone because as the sun rises over the chesapeake bay you would just it would constantly be wet and then come november it would turn into dirt so long story short they turned it into field turf and then six years later we went back to grass and it's really been manicured nicely and we love it it does look nice on tv mm -hmm. so it is back to grass bigger what are your thoughts on this uh disney world ballpark <laughs> that we're about about to go visit where uh, as far as I can tell with the Rangers fans that I have one that works with me here in Austin and his family who lives in Fort Worth. And then I have a few other friends in Fort Worth who are Rangers fans. None of them are going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have any strong opinions on the field turf. Um, it's not a, it's not a super pressing matter in my life. Um, however, I'm very looking forward to going to this park, especially because apparently we're going to have some good hot dogs there. And oh, so yeah. Well, I'm, I'm most... this, Bob. How, I mean, is this respectful? It, uh, the Wednesday night game is Nolan Ryan dollar hot dog. <laughs> good Lord. It's always worth it. It's only worth uh, it. <laughs> it's like... It's always <laughs> worth it. I mean, you couldn't have somebody that's more, you know... Americana and baseball than Nolan Ryan. I mean, here's a guy that just put the old headlock into Robin Ventura and gave him a couple, couple sandwiches. <laughs> you know, like he was basically 
trying to sell a steer in the rodeo ring, but yet he's going into this building that has so much artificial amenities to it. I, I don't, I don't know. They couldn't have. They couldn't have. They couldn't even give him a bobblehead. They said you get a hot dog. You get one dollar hot dog night, right? And on a Wednesday night too. I guess they thought that would sell some more tickets to Rangers fans. And my count of all the Rangers fans I know, and once again, none of them are going to the games. So we will move along from that. We'll be sure to uh, file a report uh, somehow from there. We'll shoot some video and have it in for like some B-roll or whatever for next week's episode. But bigger, I'm really looking forward to it, man. We're gonna have a good time. Me too. Um, always fun to go to games with you, you know, and Bob, you know, <clears throat> as you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a history with Baker going to Yankees games on the road where the last time we were at Camden, um, first of all, he was called out by uh, one of the Yankee pitchers for having bad manners. And then B he was called on the field and probably hit a home run off the Oriole mascot. And then C all in the same game called a foul ball. That's fantastic. And didn't you guys see the last home opener at Yankee Stadium? Or the, what, the didn't you see that? Something like that? We saw a game, thanks to you, um, at the, the last season there. We yeah, saw but... it hit like 573 that night or something. Yeah, it was great. Something like that. They lost. Okay. <laughs> have you been to a game the Yankees have won? And this is your first one where they haven't played the Orioles. Yeah, I have not been to. No, no, that's not. Wait. Did they not play the Mariners? We, when we went to Seattle, was that not Yankees-Mariners? No, we saw Felix pitch, but it wasn't the Yankees. It wasn't the Yankees. Um, yeah, I've never seen the Yankees uh, win. Uh, I, have a, I have a poor history of attending Yankees games because we always lose. And I, I always do something wrong, whether I ask for an autograph in the incorrect manner or, yeah. or I hit the gong wrong. Um, no matter where I go, I got, I got clowned on for that when I was about, <laughs> Forgot about that. I, I hit the gong wrong and I got clowned on. I think I was about seven. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just turned eight. I think it was right there at it. It was right after you turned eight. It was and, right after I turned eight. And it was the, again, the one and only Bob 2k that scored us those great tickets where I still have his Molina ball where Jose Molina signed his baseball that he threw to him. Amidst, amongst all the adults trampling over children to try to get autographs from players, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah because they want to do that for their children, naturally. Of yeah. course they do. I, uh, so, moving uh, on, we're going to go. Uh, the NFL schedule came out uh, this past, uh, or the day before yesterday. Uh, first of all, just general thoughts on the schedule. Chuck, it's turned into the red carpet show since nobody watched those events. Nobody watches the Oscars or the Golden Globes. So naturally, Goodell has to extend the NFL into the freak show that it is. And they're leaking schedules out before the scheduled release at 8.15. They're leaking it throughout the whole entire day. Any team could have found their whole schedule sometime during the day. At the end of the day, they want to play seven sides against the middle and appease all the networks. Meanwhile, the poor bastard fans that haven't been to a game in 24 months continue to be, you know, used. Uh, oh, you asked me about thoughts of the schedule. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah, thoughts of the schedule. Uh, obviously, the home opener has a lot of intrigue. Would you, the Monday nighter out at uh, the Test Star? Well, the Monday nighter, yeah. So, um, as everyone knows who listens, all of our listeners know that you're, you know, just a gigantic Baltimore fan going way back with the Colts. 
And then now, obviously, with the Ravens, and I would be able to safely say that the Ravens are my second favorite team. I love the, uh, just love all the energy around them. They kind of remind me of the Raiders of the East Coast. Uh, but uh, as we expected, it is Ravens at Raiders uh, opening weekend. We kind of thought early on that we might be the Thursday nighter, uh, but it turns out they're not doing the double Monday nighter, just one Monday nighter this year. And uh, Baker, I don't know if I told you, but Bob and I are um, in row two in the corner of the end zone where the black hole is. Oh, you're going to the game? We're going to the game. Oh, that'll be awesome. We're going to go on in on Thursday uh, to watch the Thursday night game at whatever casino. Then you've got college football. So we'll be at the sports book all day on Saturday watching college football. Nice. And then we've got all day Sunday watching NFL football. Then we wait most of the day on Monday for the 515er with the Ravens visiting the Death Star. First time fans have been in the Death Star. So for me being a lifelong Raiders fan since the early 70s, uh, to go be able to have uh, this experience to go to the first game and to go with, you know, Bob 2K here, big Ravens fan, uh, be, a, you know, be a good, uh, it's going to be a good time. And That's going to be we'll awesome. We'll go back to a game or, game or two maker this year, but uh, this was a big deal, and uh, I'm just glad we got these cool tickets. We're right by the tunnel where the Raiders come in. I mean, that's awesome. And, I, Bank, a little bit more intrigue, Bank. We're going to be doing a live remote you know and I know. Oh, boy. <laughs> on Friday out there from the Death Star. We oh, may be <laughs> not, but it's going to be from the Death Star. Oh, well, yeah, that's we're going to go do it like a tour on the Friday, and we're going to somehow finagle it to where we can do the live remote from there. Oh man, I'm, I'm sure the audio at would be... least from outside of it at the at the very least. Yeah. God knows how hot it'll be. <laughs> it's gonna... Did you hear what our producer was going to say? He said, "I'm sure the audio is going to be great." Our <laughs> he's already endorsing our producer. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we might have it all ironed out by then. Unless we can hope. I, I, we'll we be able to live stream that one on YouTube. We, I mean, we could live stream it. Hopefully, by then, I still won't put the disclaimer in the episodes of we're still ironing out the kinks on audio. <laughs> um, yeah, that would probably be a, that would probably be a good idea. Yeah, if, you know, we'll have to get back to you on live streaming. You know, at whatever point <laughs> in the afternoon on a Friday in Las Vegas. We oh goodness! Might have to do it earlier in the morning. <laughs> so, a couple thoughts on the home opener. I think it's a huge, a huge advantage for the Raiders on three or four fronts. Number one, they've already played several games there last year, minus the fans. But think about a Baltimore team that the average player, especially on offense, is like 26 years old. They're coming out to Las Vegas, hitting the ATM machines, probably landing on Friday night, maybe Saturday morning. This has all the makings of an absolute boondoggle where the ship's going to hit the fan, they're going to miss curfew, and it's going to be like a blowout. Like when last time we went to London, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who had a shitty team that year, beat us 37 to 5 because they were all hitting the pubs. This is not good. No. You know, and the Raiders would be right there with them out on the town. I'm quite I mean, sure. It would be yeah. not unlike that time that the Yankees were in Baltimore and CeCe went on the bender. And good for <laughs> CeCe that he's off the sauce. Yeah. But I'm yeah. surprised that we didn't run into him uh, that night that he was out. Yeah. It's going to be a good time, though. And gosh, it's coming up on us, too. It's September 13th. And. My God, it'll be here before. before now, we do. now it's very interesting that you guys get to watch the game. But what if, what if it's also Aaron Rodgers' debut as a Raider? 
What if he goes to the Raiders and then you watch Aaron Rodgers? Wow, a lot of intrigue. Again, that goes back to the schedule where if you notice how they were covering themselves, you know, Rodgers opening up against uh, New Orleans on the road. And we don't know. Have, yeah, we just don't know. We don't know. They yeah, haven't... he hasn't signed anywhere. He is not. But he's still in the contract with Green Bay. Yeah, but he's as made as I don't know if he's going to go back. I think he might go to the Saints, but I know, or Denver. I mean, or I don't Denver. know what the Raiders would have to do to do that, but that would certainly add a lot of things to a lot of things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, but nevertheless, it, it'll be fun either way that it goes. You know, win or tie, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be right there. <laughs> we'll be right there with with our respective teams. But, you know, we're coming up on this weekend, and we've touched on this since uh, the beginning of May. You're the resident expert, Bob, on horse racing. This stuff with Bob Baffert, to me, sounds a little bit like Lance Armstrong. Um, The just vehement denials. Everybody's out to get me. I didn't do this. I don't, I've always thought Bob Baffert's a pretty cool guy, up and up guy. Seems like he's like kind of the face of horse racing. He and uh, the other fellow, D. Wayne Lucas, that you mentioned last podcast. What's going on here? Well, when you hear the story that a groomer peed on a bale of hay and the horse ate the hay, hence the horse tested positive the day after the race, we know we have some issues with Baffert. <laughs> and I mean, if it was one or two times, that's fine. He's been suspended. In, uh, in other states before for this. And it just seemed like he would have been better saying nothing for three or four days, but the amount of minutia that he was throwing out at the media, it, it, it didn't smell good. It didn't pass a smell test, Bake. Well, well, it wouldn't if it's urine. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't pass anybody's smell test. Yeah, definitely not. But the hay disguised it, but it's, it's not good. And the sad part is the horse is the innocent bystander you can't suspend the horse, but you can definitely uh, knock Baffert down for a year or so yeah. and take the, take the stakes race from him. But he's got two horses in this upcoming Preakness, and they're two of the favorites. What was it exactly, and at what levels was this substance found in the horse, and when did they find it? Did they test them immediately afterwards, and why did it take a week for anybody to really find out about this? He said it was to handle, um, oh my gosh, it had to do with a rash (laughs) and it was a topical ointment. And he said it had whatever the steroid was, uh, it was passed through based on this topical ointment that he said in conversing with equine vets, that that's what they think could have been traces, microscopic traces of this steroid. Um, so, so could it have been something like cordaid that anybody would use on an itchy rash? I goes, that's cortisone as a steroid. I don't know, Joe. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then again, I'm just wondering, how would that still show up? When did they test them? Do you know when they test these horses that immediately after a race, they're just completely tested for anything? I believe I believe it's the days leading up and then the day then right after the race. But I mean, if you notice, this this is not happening to other trainers. It's not. Yeah. It's, I mean, and this has been something that if you notice, you haven't seen a lot of reputable trainers like the Chad Browns, like the Asmussen, like the Brad Cox, like the Fletch, uh, 
Pletchers, none of these guys have come out in his defense either. And that, I think that says a lot. Like, typically in the NFL, you see how all the players rally around. The guy blows his knee out playing basketball. Even Tom Brady stands up at his association and says, you know what? Yes, he wasn't uh, working out at the uh, at the team location, but we need to take care of this guy. I mean, none of the trainers came out and said anything favorably. I think D. Wayne Lucas kind of dismissed it. But, I mean, that's one out of, you know, hundreds of trainers. Uh, it's, not, yeah. it's not good, Chuck. And again, Pimlico and the Preakness. I mean, remember about 17 years ago when the guy jumped in front of the horse as they're down the stretch they come and this guy came out with a hot dog in his hand, drunk out of his mind, and he was trying to like chase down a horse. I don't remember that, but I'm going to really we'll find that clip as soon as we finish this. <laughs> that is not good. I'll send you, I'll send you both the... Uh, the video of that afterwards. But the race is <laughs> this horse is is, is 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 he the uh is, is is this horse the favorite? Medina Spirit is definitely the favorite at nine to five right now and wow. Velasquez is gonna be on him, even though Baffert has said he's not coming because he wants to take the uh the pressure or the heat or the focus off his horse. But concert tour is also five to two. That's another Baffert horse. And uh a lot of people seem to think that that's the horse that's gonna win. Um, because by the way, if you are giving a horse a steroid, I'm guessing that you're probably not going to give it to him this week. Right? Yeah, well, probably not. Baker, what are your thoughts on on this? Does it uh, have anything? Does it cross your mind at all uh, in any way? And does it diminish? Would it say, okay, well, I wasn't a horse racing fan before. I'm definitely not now because here's a guy that's recognizable. That's cheap. I mean, I, I I don't think this would change my stance on if I'm going to be a horse racing fan or not either way, because I mean there's cheating in every sport, um, and so if we're gonna if I'm gonna not be a fan of a sport because of cheating, then I'm not gonna be a fan of any sport. And I get that he's like the top guy of horse racing, but um, honestly, I'm probably not gonna be a horse racing fan either way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I love this. And so much that goes into it from the breeding, you know, the whole uh, evolution of a two-year-old as they get ready for the big stake races. And I don't think this will diminish the, the sport. I think the fact that there's attention to it, there's fans in the stand. Mm. Uh, going to have 10 entries this week, uh, which is probably what all the big races should have, not 20 coming out of the gates. It's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow in the 70s. Should be a good race. Sadly, I mean, it's not a great card. There's probably two or three decent horses there. And, and you know, a very good chance that a 10 to 1, 15 to 1 shot has every chance to win this thing. Mm -hmm. will, you, uh, will you be uh, sending over uh, the bets we should make? Mm. I'm not sure, Chuck. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, I may. It would be nice to get that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I will do that. We have a little bit of time. What have we got, about 26 hours? Something like that. Yeah, Something. I guess so. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Baker, I think from uh, from here, you know, you have some pretty strong opinions on the NBA playoffs. I do, uh, I do. And the end of the regular season with, I think, uh, seven or eight games left at this point. Yep. Tell me what's going on and where you think it all shakes out and what some of these play-in games could look like. Yeah, so N NBA is really my sport. I, I consume NBA content pretty much all day. Uh, it's on. I have ESPN pretty much on all the time or NBA TV or something like that. And it's um, it's 
I'm a Lakers fan. It's not really looking good for us right now. Um, our whole team is uh, it's pretty much injured. Uh, Schroeder's out. Davis is out. LeBron is out. Uh, actually, LeBron just came back against the Knicks, but I think he's out again. Um, and I, I think we're going to get bounced in the play-in tournament. I really think we're going to get bounced in the play-in tournament, and then there's going to be a whole saga where LeBron goes on Twitter or Instagram and is just really upset about the whole play-in tournament and how he got robbed. And it's just it's just a mess. It's just a mess. We can't endorse this playoff format in March of last year. Would I have? Or, yeah, still, oh, he does not, still does not own the fact that he did endorse it. Yeah, he. Uh, I think it's great. I mean, the ratings of NBA games are up at the end of the regular season, which never happens, um, because usually the end of the NBA regular season does not matter at all. Um, but now, it, but now it does, and the that's only a great point. That, that, that's an outstanding point because think about it. Normally, you know, everybody knows where they are. They're seating one through eight per, per yeah. conference, and now I never thought of that. That's a great point. And now. Uh, LeBron is upset about it because he's in the position where he might not make uh, the playoffs. Well, you know, and I know that in this play-in game, the NBA, the association, as you know, most call it now, we've been calling it the association, you know, going back at least 20 years when we knew it was cool to call it that. <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is, is that we all know that there's no way that the association lets Golden State and LA play in a play-in game. No way. They're going to lose ratings either way. Drastically. Who loses? That's two big stars. One of them's going to be out. And if I had to, if I had to guess or bet on which one's going to be out, if those two teams played, it's the Lakers. If the Lakers had to play Portland in the play-in game, Dame Time versus them, they I'll take Dame Time. Yeah, all they don't day want that. The, we play-in game versus the fucking Lakers. Yeah, it's, we don't want that. Against Laker. Who's the dark horse in the NBA that's going to come from you know uh, that n nobody's giving credit for that could just get hot and just you know lay the wood to some of these big teams? The team flying under the radar most right now is the Clippers. Uh, because okay. they had such a like an embarrassing playoff run um, last season, everyone's kind of dismissing them. But if they get hot, I would never doubt Kawhi Leonard uh, carrying a team to the finals again. And what do you both think of uh, Westbrook breaking uh, Oscar Robertson's triple double? Do you think it's an overrated stat? Do you think it's a it's a selfish player that's looking to stuff the stat sheet, or do you think it's maybe not getting the ink and the press coverage that it should get? I. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's legit to me. He's must see TV. I'm yeah. always. I mean, I love watching him play. He plays hard. He plays defense. He forces those turnovers in this league. That's you know when Oscar Robertson was doing it. Uh, just think about it for a minute. The only thing that could be a little different about it is the way the game is played now, and it's played so much beyond the arc. <laughs> I I think the only reason it's uh, Westbrook's getting any kind of criticism um, is because he's never won a championship. Um, if he's if he had won if he's had already won a championship and then was still putting up these stats, I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. I think everyone's main point is uh, he's putting up all these numbers and breaking all these records, but he doesn't have anything to show because he has no championship and he's played with superstars his entire career. Think of that OKC team now. Think I mean, just crazy. God. Oh, and they have, yeah. Little Mark, what's what's that market, Chuck? About one twenty-four as far as size of market, and they had nothing. 
Yeah. They might as well be Columbia, South Carolina. I mean, it's really off the bench on that team that are, you know, all stars now. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. And so you asked about the the under, the, the, the flying under the radar team, the team that could surprise everybody. No one, and I mean no one, talks about the Utah Jazz. Watch them. That's true. Really good. Talk about them because when did they go from the purple and white with the peaks of the mountains <laughs> to, the, to the neon orange and and yellow and black beauty <laughs> that I saw last night? Good lord, they look like the Houston Astros. You were tuned into yeah. Well, let's not get started on them again. Yeah. So you were tuned into the Utah Jazz game last night, Bob. I mean, in preparation for you know and I know, I have to check and scan <laughs> all the airwaves. The Jazz. I know that Bake is so into this stuff. Yeah. I have to feel my game. The Jazz are really good. I would say, I would say, really, no one wants to play the Jazz, and probably no one wants to play the Suns either. Um, the, uh, the Suns are really rolling right now, um, and it's crazy that Chris Paul. In his, I don't, is this what is this? How many seasons has he played now? He's forty-seven years old. It, it might get MVP. Did he Chris Paul David Odom? Uh, yeah, yeah. He did. Hey, uh, and Baker, uh, tell me about. Uh, tell us about. Does anybody from the East have a shot? I would say, obviously, the Nets if they're healthy. I mean, if the Nets are healthy and they're all playing at their best, no one's beating the Nets. I mean, no one's. True. But uh, if, those guys, I think I saw the three of them played a grand total of seven games together. Seven games together, but they're all such professionals. And oh, the, sure. I mean, oh, definitely that. They're so, I mean, they're just so good that I think if they're healthy and they're all playing even at 80%, I think they're winning it. But I would not look past the 76ers if they're also healthy. No way. They don't have a chance. You don't think the 76ers no, have a chance at all? No, they'll disappoint their fans yet again. They're all hype. And so my question then about the East is this. If you had to take two of the three from the Nets to have the best chance to win it, which two of the three? I know the first one's going to be easy money sniper. Yeah, which of the other two? Um, Kyrie has shown himself in the playoffs more than Harden has. Um, I mean, without Kyrie, LeBron doesn't have that championship in Cleveland. Um, but uh, great point, Bake. Also, Harden's playing the best basketball he's ever played right now, and he's not so dependent on scoring as he more so is on assists right now. I would still take Kyrie just because he's proven himself in the playoffs. It, you know what? I think there's an X factor there too, depending on which two of the three it is, or if it's all three. And that X factor is their coach. Yeah, he's a good one. He's yeah. been in. He's been in situations. Um, and he's, you know, and as an ex-player, I think that he commands the respect of all of those egos, those three egos, and they'll listen to him. Should be interesting. I don't think that that anybody else but the Nets would have a shot at winning. And I think a Nets, Clippers, Nets, Suns, Nets, anybody from the West, Utah, what have you, would be when you have one hell of a series. I don't think the Lakers will make it if they, no. even if they make it out of the playoff yeah. game. So you're saying Milwaukee's got no shot? Uh, I don't, no, I don't think they haven't Milwaukee changed enough. No shot. They haven't changed enough, and I, I'll tell you what. I I think the Lake. I, I don't think the Lakers get there because they're either playing in the playing tournament or their first series is, is against the Clippers, going in cold. I don't think they want that either because I don't think LeBron right now is really looking for that Kawhi matchup. 
Yeah. Or the Lakers just seem to be distracted. Yeah. Are you surprised how well the uh, the Hawks have played this year? The Hawks. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think they're you know they're playing pretty well. They're pretty well. good. They're they're pretty good. Uh, I don't love Trey Young that much right now. Um, but I think he's exciting. He, I mean, he shoots it from half court, and so that's exciting. I just need they need they need more. I mean, they 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 just need another big time player, and I don't know who's gonna go play for the Hawks. Is Dallas a factor? If Porzingis is healthy, they're definitely a factor. Agree. If Porzingis, yeah, totally agree on that. If I Por- gotta back up on one thing you said, Jake, and again, sarcasm aside, where did you hear their ratings are up? Everywhere, it's just their TV ratings are up. Well, the the ratings are up for the NBA. It doesn't mean like they're up as in they're up from the season. I'm talking about from previous end of like NBA seasons. Year over year, the ratings make sense because they're also playing at home and not in a bubble in wherever they were in Florida. Okay, that that makes sense. And And I wasn't uh, I wasn't challenging you, Bake. I was just oh I know curious because. Well, you should challenge him because he can't just throw out, you know, information like that without being able to substantiate it. <laughs> Despite my prowess on the uh, Utah Utes, I there's nothing about that sport that motivates me to tune it in, uh, uh, other than you know, the political standings of LeBron James and Good Lord. Well, you know, you know what I know, Bob. As we always do here, um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna recap. This won't be long. We're gonna recap the Formula One race from last yeah. week <laughs> in Spain, where uh, you know Lewis Hamilton ran away with it again. Um, you know, the it was it was the same three. It's 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 Lewis, it's Max, it's Botas. Ferrari was right there at four. Started fourth, finished fourth. Good run for them. Not a great run, but you know, as Charles Leclerc said on his radio, he goes, "This was a boring race. They just don't have the power." Um, we'll see what happens in the really fun race that comes up next weekend, mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend, when they run in Monaco. That's you know, super technical uh, track there. That's not this wide open stuff. You don't get a lot of DRS uh, if you get it at all, and they're going to be pretty bunched up. But uh, I don't mind watching Lewis Hamilton drive that car and watch that team perform because this is something that I think they probably always say it in different generations. This will be really hard for anybody to top because he's not done yet. Yeah. I mean, that was 100th pole and 98th win. And uh, he, there's nobody that's going to get, get close to him wow. until they start getting But now Max and Red Bull are really close. And, you know, I think some of the McLarens are moving up some. But the sport is taking on a little bit more than I even thought. Their ratings are up over last year. But then once again, last year they would go park it at, you know, Bahrain or somewhere else and run three different races there just reconfiguring the track. Mm-hmm. But Monica is always fun, usually about 9 a.m. Eastern time on, uh, on next a week, a week from Sunday. So we'll certainly preview that next week. And um, as far as I know, uh, you, you know, and I know that everybody now knows what we know, unless anybody has anything else. What you got, anybody? You know, and I know that ratings are up at the NBA and the F1, baby. That's right. And That's I, you right. Know, I think the ratings are going to go through the roof this week for you know, and I know now that we're going to be on, we have our own YouTube channel. We will be on Thanks YouTube. Incredible producer, also 
content writer to title all of these episodes. Episode six was Return of the Fam. Pretty good, Baker. Hey, Baker, I'll see you on uh, Monday night or Tuesday. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks for being the glue. This, this uh, you know and I know, is taking on a completely new... What am I saying, Chuck? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, figure this out, edit something, something out. We need to try to come up with a background with a sequence of what we're talking about. But, we do. Uh, thanks, everybody. I'd like to get some bumper music, mate. See you, baby. Uh, see ya. Peace. Bye. Bye.